Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. We're so glad that Pastor Jose came. He doesn't have his wife with him, but um, he's here to minister, and he's got a word on his heart. He's going to bless us. Get your notebooks out and your Bibles ready, and and we're going to leave transformed tonight. How many came to receive a word? Amen? So that same man that you just saw has been now uh, pastoring for, for many years, started a church a couple years ago from us in Costa Rica, and uh, the church is going great, and God is doing great things there, and so we're so proud of them and so excited to have them here. So let's just uh, support him and love him and let him know he's welcome tonight as he comes. Pastor Jose from San Jose, Costa Rica, amen? Let's give him a big warm welcome. Hey, how are you? You know, that's true. I, I always, I, I feel like at home, totally at home. And I, I know some of you, some of you I don't know, but I love you all. I want to start with that. I love you all. And I don't want to take much of my time because let me tell you, I'm known for preaching a long time. So I, I need your patience tonight. No, I'm joking. But I just want to say that I, I want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you. This is my house. And most important than that is that the reason that we're able to have our church in Costa Rica and the reason that we're able to have a building and we've been able to save so many souls and, and our church is in a city that is poor. Uh, most of our, of our churchgoers or of our brothers and sisters of church are Nicaraguan people that are very poor is because of your obedience in giving, in, in pleasing the Lord and giving in church. Uh, I want you to know that it's real. I know that you know it because you're blessed, but also it's real that uh, what you're giving is helping other pastors in other countries to build the kingdom. That, that is our goal. We all are together in being images of God so we can do His bidding, which is grow the kingdom of God. Not only that, but we recently, I just want to tell you a few news before I start, that we just got the funds, and we're starting um, next, not next week, but probably in two weeks, Pastor Carlos is going to Nicaragua, and he's starting the building of our church there, which is, if, if I'm telling you guys that our church is in a poor place, you have no idea. You've never been in your lives in a place with the poverty and the need that our church, BWO Church in Nicaragua is. So um, I don't know if you normally do this, but why don't we give us in Christ a, a clap for all that giving and obeying the Lord. And, and from my heart, thank you. I have my watch here, so I don't extend myself too much, but I just restarted. I'm going to consider that I'm starting now. It, we're going to be learning together tonight on, on the book of the Gospel of, of John. And um, we're going to be we starting in chapter 6. So if you will, if you have your Bibles there, we're, we're going to have the scripture here. But 
we're going to be on John chapter 6. And I was, just before starting, I was telling Destiny that to me, uh, preaching on John is definitely cheating because it's my favorite book in the Bible. And preaching on chapter 6 of John is mega cheating. <laughs> to me, it's like spiritual push-ups. Whenever I feel weak or whenever, and, and try it, whenever you feel weak, Whenever you feel that God is away from you or something's going on, read John 6. It's this wonderful chapter, and you're going to remember this. Everybody knows this story about how Jesus is feeding 5,000 men. Bible scholars, they say that probably 25,000 people, including women and children. And uh, the apostles are in doubt. They're saying, hey, we will need to work for many years, and we will not get the money enough to buy all the all the food that we need for all these people. And Jesus just get a, a little basket with bread and fish. You remember this, right? You know the story. And then he feeds everybody, and there, there's food to spare. And then they go on a boat across this huge lake that is called a sea to Capernaum, a city across the lake. And there's a big storm, and Jesus calms the waters, and he walks on the water, and the Apostle, what's going on? What's that ghost walking towards us? And it's Jesus. You remember that story as well, right? So it's miracle after miracle. He talks to all these people. And you need to, and if it doesn't bring you back to Psalm 23, this story needs to bring you back. It's like, I, 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 I have my notes in Spanish. So if I stutter, is that my brain is reading my notes in Spanish and trying to talk in English. But you remember, it says, he, lets, he let me rest in the green meadows. And, and Jesus is asking, hey, before I feed you with food, but before I feed you with the word of God, sit down on the grass, just like Psalm 23. And then he says, he calms the water in the storm. And you remember, he said that he leads me beside peaceful streams. And just like in Psalm 23, he says that he's going to renew, it says in English, he renews my strength. And that's what he's about to do when he gives this beautiful sermon to these 30,000, 25,000 people, exactly as this good shepherd, that it is exactly what he is to us. I was talking with Pastor before... Um, well, my flight, I lost my connection last night, slept for two hours and a half, flew, flew from Florida to here today, and we've been running around all day, which, let me tell you, is one of my favorite things in the world, because I get to talk Jesus all day long with my pastor. So if at some point your pastor asks you, hey, can you run some errands with me? Say yes. You're in for a treat. And, and we were talking about how um, this spiritual food that we need in our lives, we neglect it. And how we, we don't read the Bible as much, and how many times we only add Jesus to our lives like something else that we do. That it's not like we live in Jesus, as Paul says, but Jesus is like, what, our gym class or... Or maybe we go to school, we practice football, and we go to church. It's just something else that we do. And I want to 
I want to talk to you tonight. We're going to start reading in, in John 6, uh, verse 24. And um, I want to tell you what Jesus says about this and how what the people that were following Jesus this day, the day that this happened, all those miracles, they were doing something that many of us, if not all of us, have done, and some of us continue doing to Jesus. And, and we'll see how we need to change our perspective in what Jesus is demanding from us and how we need to live our lives in him. And before I even go forward and start reading, when the Apostle Paul, and you, if you read his letters time and time again, you will realize that he's always saying, in Jesus. I get forgiveness in Jesus. I get peace in Jesus. I get anything that he talks about is in Jesus, as if Jesus was an address or a new zip code or a new house that you move in. It's not that Jesus is giving you something, but that you need to live in him. It's not with him. It's in him. And this is what we're going to see today. So let, let's just start reading so, so we can finish before midnight. So starting in, in verse 24, it says, Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus, because you remember they moved, Jesus went to the other side of the, of the lake. He's on the other side of the lake with the apostles. And then everybody, the 25,000 people are there waiting for him, but he's not there. Where is Jesus? Neither Jesus nor the disciples were there. They got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, which is basically teacher in, in, in uh, Hebrew, when did you get here? So they're asking for, why do you think they're asking for Jesus? No one? They're hungry. It's breakfast time. This guy just gave us bread and fish, which if you ask me, it's pretty weird for a breakfast, but to each his own. Jesus was giving their food. They're looking for him. We want to be fed again with fish and with bread, not with the word of God. And what Jesus was doing was that, giving them real food. And, and he says, Jesus answered, this is verse 26, very truly I tell you, you're looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had you feel. Do not work, and this is important, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man, and I, I want to give you homework, go and read the book of Daniel in chapter 7 and figure out, you can tell me Sunday, why the Jesus calls himself the Son of Man. Daniel 7. Okay, I'll continue reading. Which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. So, let me ask you. Why are you here tonight? You need something from Jesus? You're here tonight because you need a breakthrough on an addiction that you have? You need a husband, a wife. You need to break from some addiction. or, or what, what else do you need? You need something from Jesus. I ask you. 
And that is the question that I need that you, every one of you have in your head tonight. Why am I going to church? Because these people, and Jesus can see through them immediately. They, they haven't even talked. Jesus, they just asking Jesus, where did you go? When did you got here? And, they all, and Jesus already knows that they want the food that Jesus is giving. They want the, the house, the, the new job. What did you ask Jesus to, to do for you? Is that the, the, the agreement that you have with the almighty creator that make you so that you and I would be his image and do whatever he wants you to do? Or you're asking Jesus, hey, Jesus, what can you do for me? Are, are we turning Jesus Christ and his father, our Lord, into our servants so that we live a life. We come to church because I need God to serve me because I need this to work out. Even if you serve here in church, are you coming to church because you like to sing? Because this is an excellent family that makes you feel right. Because if that's the case, even if you're serving here, even if you're working back there, even if you're singing here, why are you doing that? If you're looking for something to take advantage of, you, of Jesus or, or how he says you're not looking for this actual food that I'm able to give you. And it goes even deeper because later on we'll see that Jesus is saying it's not that food that I have to give, but I am this food that you need. I am. And in the words of Paul, when he's saying once and again, read Ephesians, read Galatians, he insists in everything is in Christ. It's not that Christ gives you something. Are we living in Christ, in him? Have we moved our address as if Jesus was this new house, this new zip code, this new town that we moved in? So we do everything with him, in him, through him. Do we even grasp what the writers of the New Testament are trying to tell us when they're saying, especially Paul, that we need to live in him. So basically Jesus is saying, I can give you this food for eternal life. And in verse 28, he goes, I'm trying to do this super quick. Then they ask him, and, and this is, to me, this is funny. I, I found this one funny. He said, the, the people say, what must we do to do the works God requires? So when you start reading this, you think they're clueless. But when you get to this, you, you know they are. They are not getting it at all. It's all about me. Okay, 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 God. Yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Jesus doesn't want you to do anything. Think about this way. What could I bring to the table? What could I bring to Jesus? What does Jesus or God needs from me? He, does he need my money so the church will run? Does he need my voice so his word will go? No, he needs nothing from me. And they're saying, okay, we'll do it. What is it, Jesus? I'll do it? No, it's not that. I have a, there is a, a girl in, in my church that has been battling an addiction, 
a powerful addiction. And even though she's been coming to church, she's been taking these awful decisions lately. And at some point, with Jesus in her life, with good counseling and good medication, she was perfectly okay. And at that point, she decided on stop taking all her medication, which is badly needed, because, okay, I'm feeling great, and now is the time that Jesus is going to make my miracle. I'm not going to need any more medication. I'm going to church. This is flowing perfect. And guess what happened? Everything went bad again. Think about it. Do you want to make God your servant? We, we say in Spanish, yo quiero mi milagrito. I want my little miracle. So what, are you here tonight? Because you're, you're expecting this thing that you have on the back of your head that you need God to make for you. That's not the reason to be here. That is definitely not the reason. And, and you're wrong. You're wrong. And you're exactly like these people. Oh, Jesus, where were you? Uh, we're, we're super hungry. The other side of the lake. We, we just come all the way here. So we're the fish. That's all of us. Coming to church to see what we can get from him. But are, are we really want to make the highest of the high our servant? Are we thinking, yeah, this can work. I'll just go to church, sing a few songs, put up some money, and then God will make whatever I need in my life to happen. That is never going to happen. Never. Because that's not the reason to follow Christ. Verse 29 says, oh, that's what, that one is in Spanish, so oh, here we are. Verse 29 says, Jesus answered, hear this out. The work of God is this. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation only because it's short and clear. Because I don't want any uh, old school... And uh, the New King James is a fantastic Bible. I love it. But it's hard to understand for me. So this, is, this one is, is clear. The work of God is this. To believe in the one he has sent. I, I want to ask you one thing. If you read the gospel of Jesus Christ, is your name somewhere? Is your name somewhere? Have you read your name? No. It has nothing to do with you. And that is the reason why it's so difficult for men. Because th there's nothing I can do. Nothing. This is a gift of grace. This is your surrender to the Lord of Lords. And he's saying, the only thing that you have to do is believe. So they ask him, verse 30, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe in you? What will you do? As if feeding 30,000 people walking on the water was not enough. And I'm, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, I'm thinking of those days of being drunk, being high, being alone all the time, being like a predator for women. Laughing on my mom's face when she asked me when would she have uh, grandkids. 
I will ne I'm never going to marry it. I don't want a family. I don't want any responsibility. And then you think, think on, I mean, my story might be extreme to you, but I'm pretty sure that Jesus Christ find you, found you in a very dark place. And you think that you need to do something for him and that he can be your servant and that he can give you whatever it is that you're thinking because you're thinking something in the back of your head. I know. I know it. But that's not it. What signs? I ask that myself. That is the sign. The sign is where he saved me from. For what? So I can go to my house and say, no, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to church because football is on Sundays. I'm not going to church because I need to drive one hour. I'm not going to church. I'm not giving what I need to because, I, how do you say no me alcanza? I don't have enough. I have too, too many expenses. Is that really going to be it? It can be. Look, look what Jesus said. The people then said to Jesus, and this is, it gets worse. People, if you have not read this, it gets worse. Our ancestors, they just ask him, what sign? What sign can you give? Because that little miracle you just did, that walking on water thing is not enough. Our ancestors ate the manna. You, you know what I'm talking about, manna? Yeah, little brown, white bread, sweet Okay? In the wilderness. Every time you read wilderness in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, think not of only a desert, but troubled times and anguish and pain. In the wilderness, as it is written, I mean, this blows my mind. They're, they're quoting the scripture to Jesus to get breakfast from him. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I mean, at this point, I'm pretty sure Jesus wanted to choke them all. Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. He's standing there in front of, he's standing in front of you, in front of you telling you, I am here, live in me. Reside in me. Move to my house, to my family. And you're asking him, hey, can, I have no money to fix my car. Jesus, what am I going to do? Do you think God is a, is a tyrant God that doesn't want to help you because he knows what you need and he doesn't do it? Of course not. He gives you what you need. And all scripture that says that if you ask for something in the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to get it, is expecting from you that already your heart and your mind are totally aligned with his desires. So, of course, you're going to get it because you're asking exactly what he wants to give you. So, a new car and a bigger house doesn't go in that category ever. So if you're getting blessed financially, why is it? 
To serve whom? To give blessing to whom? In where? In what way can I continue to extend the kingdom of Christ with the blessings I'm getting? Some of us have received the blessing and burden to be super Bible nerds and to want to express the words of the Lord, of His life. And, and we cannot... Ask your pastor. Ask the pastor. You cannot contain yourself. This is something you need to do. And some other people, as Paul very well explains, have other gifts and will help the kingdom in other ways. So what I'm saying is that Christ saved you for a reason. And you have a purpose. Your identity is in Christ. It's not with Christ. It's not about Christ. It's not that he's going to tell you what it is. It is in him. Living in him. I was reading for a service I'm going to do next week. Ecclesiastes and Job. One guy with a bunch of money. One guy that loses everything. And both get to the same conclusion. The purpose of life is knowing the Lord deeply and spending time with Him daily. How do you are in Christ? Are you reading your Bible? Are you finding the story of Jesus in everything? We talked about that as well today. If you read something in the Bible and you're not seeing Jesus, then you're asking the wrong questions. It's not that it's not there. It's that you're not seeing it. That's why you have so many powerful men of God in this church. So they can help you with this. If something is, if you're not seeing it, ask. Ask more. And then ask again. Read your Bible. Be in Jesus every day. Where are we at? 31. Yeah, so they, they gave us this. Okay, 30, yeah, for the, yeah, I got it now. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven. And this is what Jesus is answering to them when they're asking, oh, Moses gave us the manna. What are you going to give us? Because a lot of talking and we're still hungry, right? That's what they're saying. But it, it's funny. I, it, to me, it's funny as well. But that's what we're telling Jesus as well. When our coming to church, and when our serving Him has an intention behind it, has another agenda behind them. Now, we're coming here to, in the Spirit, understand what it is that He needs us to do so we can raise our hands and do it the moment He said. And the more baggage that you carry, the more complicated your life is, the more difficult it's going to be for you to serve the Lord properly. You need to be light, without attachments, not worrying about money, not having vicious or addictions, yeah, vices. So you can go wherever he decides to send you. You need to be ready for this. Serving Christ is the most exciting thing in the world. If your life as a Christian is boring, is because you're really not lifting your hand yet. It's because you're not ready there. You're not ready. But you can be ready. And you can just follow whatever he says. 
so the manna from heaven. He says, for the bread of God, verse 33, is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. What comes down from heaven and gave life to the world? Jesus Christ. So they're asking for bread, and Jesus is saying, I'm right here. This is all you need. Remember that woman on the well, the well that you can read about how it was built in Genesis by Abram. I'm going to give you water that you're never going to be thirsty again. Oh, but Jesus, how? first of all, why are you talking to me? Second, you don't have a bucket. You don't have a robe. How are you going to? What water? What are you talking about? That is every single one of us standing in front of Jesus Christ. He wanted you to be his image. You know what the image of God means? To be his ambassador, to be his representative on earth, to carry his business. Everything else that you do is forms that God has found for you to have enough money and time so you can do your actual work, which is serving him as a slave. And I'm choosing my words with the words he's saying in his scripture. Okay. This bread, right? The bread they're asking him to eat is so little. The manna bread is just like Jesus. That's a picture of Jesus. When Moses was giving this manna bread to Israel, the fulfillment of this bread is this moment. That little bread, you read Philippians chapter 2. You remember that scripture that, it, that it, God, that Jesus didn't think of himself as equal to God. You know what I'm talking about? But he renounced to his living in his trillionaire crib in heaven with luxury right next to God. He said, that is nothing to me. I'll just go down in the position, and this is what the word he uses. He, Paul says he went down to earth in the position of a slave, as a human being. So just like that little piece of bread, nothing, like this big, white, round. God, Jesus said, I'm, I'm going to be nothing. I'm just going to be a slave to men that hate me. And he came down just like that piece of bread perfectly round without a beginning without an end, perfectly white, pure, blameless, deserving nothing but praise, and we kill them with a sweet flavor. When you get home, read Psalm 34, 8. It actually says, taste the grace of the Lord. It doesn't say, know it, see it. No, it says, taste it. It says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those <coughs> who take refuge in Him. You need to taste Him. Psalm, um, sorry, verse 34, it says, Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Are we like this? I mean, are we so hard-headed? Still we don't get it? I mean, these people, 
What is going on in their heads? God is basically, he's standing in front of them. And he's saying, take me. Jesus responded. Jesus declared, says, I am. And I'm not going to read. Please leave it in, in verse 34. I am the bread of life. That is the next verse. That's, that's what he tells him. I am. This is very powerful. This is very powerful because you remember those verses in Exodus. Uh, we have it here, but I'm not going to, don't, don't show him for time. But you remember that Moses goes into Mount Sinai. He comes down with the, with the tablets of the commandments. And that Moses is all psyched up. Hey, God, what am I going to tell these people? They're not going to believe me. Who should I tell them that send me? And that God says, tell them I am. And, and Moses is. So, who? Literally, it says, tell them in Hebrew, Yahweh send you. Yahweh in Hebrew is I am. And the, again, the fulfillment of that moment is right here. Because Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. And that's the whole point of this message. Jesus doesn't say, hey, I am the life. Jesus doesn't say, this is the life. He says, I am the life. He doesn't say, hey, that is the light of the world. Go there. No, he says, I am the light of the world. He says, I am the true, the way, the life. I am the door. Do you follow what I'm saying? Do you follow that we need to stop asking God for, for our needs? Because he knows. But I propose something different. I propose that your life becomes knowing God deeply and walking with him every day. Read your scripture every day. You remember the rules of the manna? You needed to grab a little bit, eat it every day, and if you ate a bunch or keep it for the next day, what happened? It was rotten and stinky and flies and maggots. Every day, every day in your Bible, every day in a life, it's not that you need to pray, it's that you need a life of prayer. It's not that you need to... I love devotionals in the morning, a couple of verses. But you need to know God deeply. How are you going to know what God wants you to do? How are you going to know your identity, your purpose? If you don't are in Him deeply every day, that's what we need to do. I am is powerful. It's powerful words. You remember when Jesus was arrested? Does anybody remember that verse? That is in John also, chapter 18. The moment that the guards ask, where is Jesus Christ? Where is this Jesus of Nazareth? Is what they say. And, and I, have, I think I have, do I have that verse? John 18, 5? No. The verse actually says, the translation, most translations said, Something like Jesus of Nazareth. They reply, I am is here, Jesus said. Most versions said, I am, I am him, 
I am here. But the actual test says, I am is here. He's telling you, I am God. I want to be with you. You need to live in me. And that is basically what is happening. Let's finish this. And if you will stand up, I, I don't know if the musicians can come. Jesus said in verse 35, okay, there you go. Let's go back to this one. Jesus, the Nazarene, they reply, I am he. But even though this, trans thank you, even though this translation said that, the original text said literally, I am is here. Because this is God saying his name to everybody. Verse 35 of John 6. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Listen to this. Will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. What is Jesus to you? What is Jesus to each one of you here? That's the question that you need to make. Do I need that Jesus give me? Even us, I mean, our church has a little over a year. Starting a church is difficult. So many times, so many months. We were talking about that coming here. Just me and my family. Pastors, don't be disencouraged. That is a place that God wants you to be so you can reflect on when those churches are full of people. That it was nothing that you do that had those churches empty. And it's nothing that you do that ha will have those churches full. In surrendering ourselves, in being in Christ and letting Him do His work through us. In the understanding that it doesn't matter how you feel. And the same to everybody. It's, this is not about your feelings. This is not about your needs. Very clearly, Scripture said that the first thing you need to do is be in Christ. Abide in my word, said the Lord. And he will abide in every one of us. Worry first for the kingdom of heaven. And then Jesus will take care of the rest. He will take care of the rest as he sees fit. And after many years of being a minister of the Word of God, let me tell you that the idea and plans that I had for my life are not the plans and ideas that Jesus has for my life. And that is part of being a Christian as well. If you will close your eyes and we will, we will open this altar in a minute so we can, we can pray together. I want to I wanna pray for every single one of you and I want to that we all together as a community pray for my church and pray for this beautiful church. But first of all, I want to ask you among all of you, all you here tonight, have you really give your life to Christ? Have Christ become your 911 call, your emergency line only, 
Have you honestly resided in Him regardless of what He wants? Is your heart His? Even if you're coming to church, even if you're serving here, what is the reason that you're here? Have you given your life to Him? I have good news. Scripture says that today is the day of salvation. That today, it doesn't matter what happened before. It doesn't matter if this is the first time, if you're visiting here tonight, or, or if you have been coming to this church for years. It doesn't matter. Have you given your life to Christ? This is the moment to do so. This is the moment. I, I just want to pray for you. I want you to lift your hand if you have been treating God as a servant. If you have been treating God as someone that needs to provide your desires and your needs, let's start abiding in Him today. Let's give our hearts to Him today. If anyone wants to do that tonight, just lift your hand. Just lift your hand. Just lift your hand. I'm going to lift my hand. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.